So, uh, welcome um, to this encounter. I, I want to, don't want to use the word service, encounter time, um, opportunity to just be in God's presence. Uh, those who, if you're new or uh, a guest, uh, special welcome to you. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say some stuff. I don't think it'll be very long because um, the pews are too uncomfortable uh, for long talks. Uh, and then Johnny will uh, lead us in some sort of soaking worship, um, and we'll see how that goes. Do within the you know, rules and stuff. Do feel free to you know, to lay down or, or move around if you want to as well. Probably not when I'm talking, but when we're into the worship bit. All right, and use the space uh, in the church. So let's start, take, just take a moment. Uh, I just really encourage you just to um, sort of lay down the stuff of the day. Don't know where you've come from and what's been happening. Just take a moment to lay it down at God's, at God's throne. And if there's stuff you can say sorry for, just, just confess that. time to not, in a sense, rush into or out of Father's presence. Father, we worship you this evening. We thank you for your love and your care for us. Thank you, God, for the forgiveness that we receive in Jesus. And we just acknowledge that now. Father, we just ask that your spirit would speak in whatever way you want, Lord, through pictures, through words, directly into our, our souls. Just just come, Holy Spirit. And as we put this time aside to be intentionally in your presence, we just pray that you encourage us, challenge us, whatever, Father, your, is your will tonight. That's our will. Bless your name, Jesus. Definitely, just definitely encourage you just to give God permission to, to speak to you this evening. The title, I don't know if you follow titles, Laurie, Laurie has given all these encounters, well, I think it's nine of them from the beginning when we started coming back into church um, until the end of that sequence, all have a word like repent or revise or restore. This one's about restore. Uh, and and you know, sometimes, for me anyway, I, I, you know, there's a title or whatever, and, and you dig into it and you think about it. Hi, Pete. Hi. Um, in this case, uh, I, 
I just got this one verse. Actually, it has the word restore in it, um, except it didn't when I got it. Uh, I, do you get this thing sometimes where you remember verses in an old version? Jackie nodded at me, yeah. Um, and so, so in my head, it was, turn us to yourself, O Lord, and we will be turned. And it comes from a book called Lamentations, or The Lamentations. So I'm, the verse I'm going to talk about, really, is just Lamentations 5, 21. I'll reach you in a minute. I may have to do a little bit digging either side of it, but really it's only one verse. And the NIV, uh, which is currently the Evangelical Bible of choice, uh, it's phrased like this, Restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may return. Renew our days as of old. Um, Just a little bit about context first before I go into where I think Father's saying to us this evening. Um, So the context is... It comes at the end of five chapters of uh, Hebrew poetry, elegy, lament. Just, it's, I mean, it's full of, you know, I say doom and destruction. It may have been written after the fall of Jerusalem. Some of the Jewish writers think it was written before, prophetically, having seen what was going to happen rather than what had happened. Um, and, and all the chapters are what they call acrostics. So, it, you know, each verse starts with a letter of the alphabet, A, B, C, and so on. And so if you read through it, and I, out of honesty to do this, I did read right through it. Um, it does get pretty depressing, to be honest. It's in the context of uh, the God's people. Uh, they've been very, very sinful over many, many years, and eventually God has intervened. And the temple's been destroyed, the king's been taken down, the people been cap- carried to captivity, the land is desolate. Just, just, it's just a mess. And... Uh, Probably Jeremiah wrote this, Not doesn't actually say in the book, but let's assume he did for the moment. doesn't make any difference. Uh, he, he writes this lament for all the awful stuff that's happened to God's people. Um, and I, you know, the, the bit I've got is the very end of that. Um, and uh, if you read through it, like I say, it's pretty... And some of it's resonate a bit. For them, they'd lost their like religious identity and their, their worship centre, but that's because they've been disobedient, yeah? Over many years. Not true for us, I don't think. I know we see this current situation as judgment in that sense at all. No. Oh, I see. But we have lost stuff, actually. There's a bit in this. Just this is not, I'm not, I mustn't take too much on this time. Uh, look at verse uh, 14. The elders have gone from the city gate. The young men have stopped their music. Joy has gone from our hearts. I dance. You know, I, I actually do quite miss doing church, singing worship songs. Raise a hand at me if you if you get that. Do you miss it? Yeah. I'm always desperate. And when, when Lord said restore, my head, my thinking went into, yes, Lord, restore us to what we want to do, to what it means, to me anyway, to be just a follower of Jesus corporately. Restore the, the stuff. And, and, and I, you know, leave that on one side. Um, I, I think I'm not wrong in wanting that and desiring that. But that's not, I don't think, what God says this evening. And not what this evening he's telling us to restore. And Jeremiah ever at this poem, like I say, well, ever is 400 verses of moan, moan, moan. It's awful, awful, awful. He's done terrible things. Comes up this thing at the end. And it starts off, maybe as it always has to, verse, 20, uh, verse 19. You, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. The first thing is that God is sovereign. Right, and, and whatever it looks like, whatever chaos may be developing everywhere, um, God is sovereign. And that's not, that is, you know, if you don't start there, you get in trouble, really. I have no idea, really, about the theology of viruses. 
Were there viruses before the fall in an unfallen world? Were there viruses? Was RNA? I don't know. I'm not going to go there. In some ways, <laughs> I don't think we need to. Did the government do right or wrong thing? Is it has been overreacting with lockdown? Is it our face masks? Were, I, I, all I know is that whatever situation we find ourselves as a church in, God is sovereign. He's on the throne. And and, and sometimes, like I say, um, you know, when I feel a little bit out of control and stuff, is like, ah, just remind myself, God is still on his throne. He's not mocked. He's still working his purposes out. And if I can't see the detail of that, hey, that's not my problem. I'd come and say, I only want to do what I see the Father doing. Father, show me what you're doing and I'll be there doing it because you are sovereign still. And nothing we've got is anything like as bad as what Jeremiah had seen. And the rape of the lad and the women and people carried off and all that stuff, destruction. But he can still say, verse, uh, was it 20, isn't it? 19. You, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures. But then it comes this verse, which to say the NIV has the word restore. And you might think, indeed, it may have been in his head, but it's not what Holy Spirit gave him to write. You might think that he would want the kingdom restored, yeah? Restore the kingship, you know, the David line. Restore the, uh, the, 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 the prosperity of the land. Restore the temple. Restore the worship that had been going on in the temple, admittedly not very well for the last, what, 800 years or whatever. But, you know, restore. Restore those stuff. But that's not what he writes. What he writes is restore us to yourself. Oh God. Get it? Maybe his heart was wanting, and, and, and in some ways, my heart is to want to get back to doing church properly, inverted commas. Which for me means, you know, having a band and singing and jumping around and cuddling people, not cuddling, hugging people. I find it really actually very hard, the lack of physical contact. Do you not? In situations, I, you know, everything inside me cries out to give someone a hug, and all you can do is do an elbow. Oh, I've got, I've got a mask on, I can't. Oh, I don't know why. Bizarre. But that's not what he says. I don't think it's the word just tonight, because the word is restore us to yourself. Uh, verse, I'll read it properly. Restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may return. The restoring he's talking about is me, oh no, us, to Father. Because you see, in the end, there's a lot of stuff that we get as Christians, but and there's a lot of stuff we want to do, and I, and I want to, to you know, embrace other Christians and sing with them, but the most important thing is God himself. What is most important of all is me getting into that deeper relationship with Father. Father wants you. He likes your singing, probably. He likes your hugging, I don't know. But what he wants most of all is you. Do you get that? And so I think this evening, the restore thing is about asking Father to restore us to himself. And there's a work going on there. Strangely, before I, this came, this thinking came, this praying came, I, I sort of got that. That what I can see happening in some individuals initially, and I hope in groups, is a restoring to himself. A pulling people deeper in. To, and, and we don't want to move on into where we go, into what's going to happen. I think just doing stuff externally. But getting that sense of, and that's what the theme is about, restore us yourself. I'm not going to go for great length, I could go much further. But notice what he says is, he says restore, he gives God permission. Right? He's not saying, he's not saying I'm going to turn to you. Uh, the older version says, turn 
Turn us to yourself, O Lord, and we will be turned. He doesn't say, I will turn to you. He doesn't say, you know, I repent of all the stuff. Of the he does say that, but I'm going, to be, I'm going to turn and be a good Jewish boy now, whatever, as a people. He says, Father, restore us. Because that, in a sense, is God's sovereign work. There's something about us giving permission to that. He's come to the point of asking that prayer. Are you asking that prayer this evening? You know, are you in that place of saying, restore us, O Lord? It's dangerous in some ways to pray that and to want that. It's comfortable somewhere to stay um, in in the place you know we used to be in the comfortable place, the the place we used to. And maybe one of the things that I reflect that this time has done, it's taken away some of my comforts, which were probably external, and made me have to depend more on Jesus directly. Sometimes maybe. Uh, the emotional pull of worship songs was what I wanted, not his presence. Maybe sometimes the, the, the sense of fellowship and friendship with other Christians was what I was going, stopping at. Not pushing into his presence. In the presence of other Christians, come at that minute. So he gives God permission. He says, Lord, you turn us, restore us. And and then, I just want to briefly into verse 22, because um, verse 22, in our version, says, unless you have utterly rejected us and are angry beyond measure. But, but until quite a long time, uh, when the stuff was written and translated, and the Jewish uh, rabbis still interpret that last verse, not unless, but, but you have utterly rejected us. So they read this chunk as, restore us, O Lord, and we be restored. Um, then they get, but you have utterly rejected us. And it was only for sort of Reformation time, people said, yeah, actually, these Hebrew words can read this way as well. And so what I think is happening here is he's saying, restore us to yourself, O Lord, unless you've totally rejected us, which I know is impossible. Do you get? That could never happen. <laughs> you can't, you, you promise it, we can't. So, i.e., because he says it's so impossible that God could give up on us, we know you will if we come to you and say, restore us, you will restore us. God is sovereign. He comes to the point of saying, Lord, I want, will you restore me, return me? And I know that it's impossible that you've given up on us because, you know, we know it, don't we? We know it, we know it post-Jesus that nothing will separate us from the love of Christ, love of God's in Christ Jesus. Nothing. And so, we know with conf- confidence that when we come and say, Lord, I just need to go deeper. I want to be restored to yourself. I want, I want, that's going to happen. That God's going to do it. Because he's sovereign and he won't give up on us. Therefore, it will be. And that's why he says, turn us and we will be turned. You know, if it relied on my effort, then it might wimple out a bit. All I do is give permission for God to deal with me and it will happen. Restore us and we will be restored. Um, and, I just want to then all just land a little bit, and this is, gets, this is something that I think you may or may not sense, I, you know, but, but it's, not, it's, not, it's not restore me to yourself, O oh God, and I will be restored. And it's so easy in a Western culture to read it like that, to let it land like that. I, I so love, that, I mean, it's a real pain that the English language has like you and you for single and plural and so often we read passages in the New Testament where it says you, and it means you all, not you singular. But at least in the first person, there are two different pronouns. So we can use 
we can get us. Because there's something corporate about this. It does involve every individual. But we stand, I stand, you sit. I stand, you sit. We're here tonight as a, I don't know, representation, as part of the body of Christ in this place. As part of the body of Christ, maybe more widely. A community of people who are trying to follow Jesus. And, and when we pray this, restore us, O Lord, that we may be restored, that we will be restored. We are praying it corporately. That his church, that his people, will press in to what he's asking them to. And I, Jay, um, Jim Packer, talking about this, says something like, I'm misquoting him properly, but just is, you know, God re- regularly disturbs his church because it gets so stuck in religious and practices, it has to regularly shake it round to, to make sure they stop doing church stuff, they do God's stuff. And certainly, we've been shaken by this and been challenged by it these last few times. And God is calling us through a season of reset, of restoration, back to where it's going to be. It won't be the same. When Jeremiah prayed this stuff, all did he know... 70 years later, the temple's going to get rebuilt. True, but no king's coming back. You're not going to get a separate king. David king, oh, Jesus is coming. Whatever, 700 years later. God's still working. God's still sovereign. But it wouldn't quite look like it did before. I'm sure it's true for us too. Does that make sense? There's a similar thought. Um, I can't quote it otherwise. Psalm 51 verse 12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit. And, you know, uh, the whole thing I think about this, I've seen, I've seen, we have lost people, I think, as a community. They were the people probably who were never going to press in. There's been a sort of winnowing in some ways, I think. Um, one of the people I listened to who runs a church in, uh, in Asia says a similar thing. Certainly in terms of young people here. We have lost some people who have just not dug in. Um, sad. My heart. Yeah. But but I think that's partly because what God's doing through this season is encouraging us as a community, individually true, but as part of a community, to press into wanting him. But us. You can't do it privately. And, and, and there's a terrible tendency, I, I mean, I even feel it myself sometimes, to, to, to sort of personalise our, our, our walk with Jesus. Because actually you can. I mean, you know, people, someone tell me this morning, I won't embarrass him because he's here, you know, sometimes he follows church online in bed. Cause, but it's like any other news stream you follow. That's better following than not following it. But, and there's a definite tr- trend to people wanting to, to see it because... It is not easy meeting together like this. But we haven't that option, team. Don't give up meeting together, as the Hebrew says. And make a shipwreck of your faith. We're in this together. We are followers of Jesus, and we do it together. So here we go. Restore us to yourself, O oh God. Get it? Restore us to yourself, O oh God. It's not, not very hard, is it? Eight rocket science. But each one of those words sort of resonates with me. This evening we give permission to your Holy Spirit to deal with us. I don't know what that means. I know what it means. It means different things to individuals. And I don't quite know what it means for the community, but it means something for the community. A community of people who are absolutely God-seekers. That's a bad word because it's used in a different book, but Jesus-seekers, Jesus-followers.
but I, Jesus, all I desire is you. It's all about, what's that song we sang this morning? It's all about you. It's not about meetings. They're, they're very important. It's not about home groups. They're, they're great. Praise Jesus that Laurie changed them around before this thing happened. They've been lifeblood, haven't they? <laughs> it's not. that They're important. It's all about Jesus. I'm going to ask you to stand, if that's okay. Stand, please. Sorry, Laurie. You don't have to. You, know, you, can, you, you get permission, okay, not to. Just a break it a second. Uh, when we start worship, you can do whatever you like. You can, well, you can't do something. You can't sing, but out loud. You can fall on the floor or whatever, but just take a moment. Just, I just encourage you to come to that place where you give Father permission. Turn us, Lord, and we will be turned. Turn us to ourselves. To your, sorry, turn us to yourself. We will be turned. And let Holy Spirit speak to you. Because although it's a corporate thing, the way the kingdom is, every one of us is a temple of Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will speak. Give God permission. Where there are fractures, and sometimes I think some of us know those between us and Father. Just, just offer them up. Give, just say you're willing to move over those fractures. So we have some time to be in Father's presence. The last bit was just stand up in God's presence and give God permission, okay? So that some, I think some of us have seen fractures between us and Father. Just give God permission to move you through those. So we have some time to spend in Father's presence. John is going to sing some songs over us. That's fine. Um, if you have words you want to share, I think the only, and I'd rather that's only team, please, people on the core team. But team, if you're here and you have words to share for people, I think the way to do that will be to write them down and uh, pass them to them so they haven't got to go too close. There's, if you haven't got paper and pen with you, there's paper and pen in the Burkitt room in the vestry. Do write things down. Let's come into let's come into worship. Feel free to sit or stand as you feel feel right now. But let's keep asking Father, give him permission to turn us, that we'll be turned, to restore us, O Lord, to yourself. And we'll be restored. Over to you, mate.